Podcast One. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. And in this podcast, we will cover the global and local developments you need to know this week. With me today, Claire Gill, Head of Regulatory Affairs at Nine, G.K. Schubert, who is Head of Policy and Regulatory Affairs at News Corp, and of course, Christian Kroon, who is the Chief Investment Officer at Omnicom Media Group. We're going to have a fascinating conversation today around the big developments that are coming through uh, for the marketing and media agency tech sectors around the ACCC's Digital Platforms Inquiry. And of course, in the last couple of weeks, some huge developments, both in the US and the UK, the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice have both uh, launched investigations into Facebook, Google, Apple and Amazon. And in the UK, in the last three three days, we've seen the Information Commissioner's Office in the UK, the regulator there, come out and basically say that uh, a lot of the tracking that goes on with advertising is in breach of EU and UK privacy laws. So, Christian, first, why does it matter that marketers should be across this now, and, and your agency colleagues as well, by the way? If you look at the ACCC inquiry here in Australia, there's four major areas. Two of them relate to the treatment of consumer data, which us and our advertisers handle in various ways every day, as do our media partners. And then the second one is the advertising ecosystem. As we saw with GDPR, and we're seeing kind of momentum build globally, as you've just pointed out, the implications reach Australia, have already reached Australia. They are impacting not only how our clients might use a a business like Google or Facebook, but also how they treat their own data and what we can and cannot buy into. So enormous implications, fascinating to see what happens in the next couple of weeks and what the ACCC do decide to recommend to the government. You are of the view that most of the industry uh, marketers, agencies um, have not been that engaged uh, with the ACCC inquiry, uh, Christian. What's going on there? I think it it can seem very remote. The inquiry's been running for over 18 months. Final report's going to the government. The government will take some time to consider it. All of a sudden, you're starting to think, is this going to have any impact before 2020? then you're thinking, well, it's more than a year. It can feel like it's a very long way from having any impact on you uh, as a business when you've got so many short-term issues to face. And it's part of our role to keep our clients informed, remind them of where we're up to and take that on for them. But I can absolutely understand how you might consider it a very distant uh, process. But with that said, the implications, as I've already stated, can be enormous. If it changes how data is used beyond just the platform businesses, then that means your business. And GK signals that we're getting out there is that there will be a focus around user data, the uses of privacy. Just run us, I guess, through a little bit of that before we get to what News Corp's uh, position is and what it wants. The final recommendations will land on Josh Frydenberg's desk, um, the Treasurer's desk. We may not necessarily see anything straight away. Uh, I think that's right, Paul. So the report is with the Treasurer and we're now in the first uh, parliamentary sitting week of the new government. It probably is quite unlikely that we'll be seeing that report out in the public arena uh, in the short term. But um, going to your privacy point, I think it's interesting because the the purpose of the uh, inquiry was actually to look at the impact of um, the digital platforms on the news and the advertising markets. Now, data and uh, consumer privacy have come up in that regard. Um, And the chairman of the ACCC, Rod Sims, has been very clear that uh, consumer issues as well as competition issues are part of his uh, remit. 
on the privacy front, the issues, the consumer issues that have arisen have been in relation to how the digital platforms, Google and Facebook in particular, um, deal with consumer data, including, I think, click wrap um, terms of agreement and it's sort of take it or leave it. You either agree to that or you don't and therefore you don't use the service. These have been serious considerations for the ACCC. I think what would be disappointing um, is if the result of that is um, further regulations that actually stretch across the community, across business, and don't actually focus just on the perpetrators of the crimes. And that's where your concerns are around, or both Claire and your concerns around GDPR, is that it not necessarily has benefited anyone other than the platforms themselves. Yeah, I think when you get to applying greater levels of regulation on businesses across the community, and you've got the two big digital platforms, Facebook and Google, they're probably most able to handle compliance. Um, They have troves of data. And uh, what we're then seeing is everyone else having to comply with the same data laws and that may or may not actually be relevant to the problems or any of the um, issues that actually sit within those businesses, whether or not there are issues at all, to be honest with you. So there's impacts there certainly for publishers and media owners and there are impacts there for marketers in terms of compliance if we look at a, at a proxy, if GDPR is going to come to Australia in some, some form. Um, we'll come back to this, but um, Claire Gill, uh, some of the key things that you're looking for uh, outside the conversation we've just had now around consumer and privacy Nine's big agenda is what? What do you want to see out of the uh, the ACCC's final recommendations and, and, and what do you want to see government move on? So we've got one major ask and it's about the commercialisation of, the fair commercialisation of our content. Um, I think there are important things that have been said around this report. One of them is particularly that the digital platforms have not replaced media businesses. Um, as Rod Sims said, that um, these platforms um not creators or producers of news and news journalism, news journalism, and if they had been, would be simply looking at an example of creative destruction. What we're seeing is these platforms don't create the content, and because they're unavoidable business partners, we're unable to negotiate as we would in a competitive market fair terms um, and fair commercialisation of the content. So what we're asking for is for the ACCC to intervene and say, if you can't negotiate as you would be able to in a competitive market, we're going to have to step in and arbitrate. Right. And this is, this is these are, uh, what you're going to here is the global terms that these platforms put on um, partnerships, if you can call them that, with, with media companies. They're not the, the, the split, the revenue share or whatever, however you monetize. It's not good enough yet. What have you got a ratio of what you'd look like to look at, or what fair monetization means? Um, it's not only the CPMs. Um, you can't really compare a cat video to premium news content. They're very different propositions, um, and they've got a global model which values them the same. So that's one area that needs to be addressed. The other is the terms. If you look at a normal news story on Nine News, it's a sixty to ninety second news story. With Facebook Watch, for example, you start you can't start commercialising that until you've hit three minutes, and that's just not the model for news stories and how people are consuming news online. So, as a premium content provider, which Nine is, we know how to commercialise that, and we want to work with these platforms to actually fairly monetise this premium content. We know how to do it, and we want to work with them. But because 
of their global position and their monopoly position, we're unable to actually fairly negotiate. And this is where uh, Rod Sims talks about them being an unavoidable business partner. Uh, so you, you're saying you want to work with them, but you, what happens if you don't get changes to these terms? The sustainability of content, I assume, is, is, is uh, in question. The sustainability of news journalism, if we actually have a look what happened um, just recently with the Wynn newsrooms, they've had to close down five regional ones. It's acknowledgement that quality journalism, quality news and quality Australian content cost a lot to produce. And when you're distributing across broad number of platforms, you have to be able to monetize them. And we truly believe if it was a competitive market, we'd be able to strike a deal with these platforms to be able to fairly monetize it because we have valuable content. And we have content that advertisers are interested in. And when we want to be out there and be able to offer this premium content to advertisers at the moment, we're unable to do that at a fair rate. So we don't turn on monetization. And further to that point, what we looked at in the US just recently is in a 2018 study is that it was found that Google receives approximately $5 billion US dollars in value from news outlets content. Um, across the US. So when we go to what would be a competitive market, in a normal competitive market with competitive tension, you'd be able to negotiate a fair value for sharing that. But at the moment, all the value is sitting on the platforms. And that is not a competitive market. And it's not a fair sharing of um, the value of that content. And all we're asking for is fair value. And that's something that gets you slightly annoyed, uh, GK, at News Corp, doesn't it? <laughs> just slightly. Just just ever so slightly. Um I think what's interesting is, uh, you know, in, in response to that report coming out, which I think um, shocked a lot of people at the value, um, is there was a lot of hooing and hiring about, oh, that's not the right dollar amount and, oh, it's less than that. Well, actually, if it's not the right one, it's probably up to Google to actually set us all straight on what the dollar value is. And I'd hark back to um, there was some uh, documents uh, Marissa Mayer, when she was at Google a decade or so ago, gave evidence, I think, to the FTC at the time, where they actually put a value on how much news was worth to them then as a referral service. Um, so it's not that it hasn't been done before. And and then it was the number was eye-watering. And I think close to $5 billion US dollars is eye-watering. And that's only in the US, by the way. That was only in US news. Uh, GK, interesting that Seven did a deal with Facebook uh, in and around content. Now, I'm not going to ask you to talk about one of your rivals. Of course, I wouldn't do that. But it is interesting, I think, the timing uh, in, in, in the lead up to the recommendations that these these um, these sorts of uh, arrangements have been struck. Um, more broadly, uh, is, is, is could someone be cynical about that? Some may say that was very cute in timing, Paul. I think I'll leave it there. <laughs> Christian Kroon, GK says uh, it's cute. Uh, to Claire's point, though, around uh, the monetization of content, this surely uh, in, in and around those environments where premium or professional content is, is created on, on some of those platforms, uh, marketers may then be facing higher costs uh, for audiences around that if, that's, if, if Nine and its cohort want to um, uh, extract better money for that uh, for that content on those platforms potentially i think look, if we bring it back a lot of the time it seems like a zero sun came race to the bottom all we care about is cheaper cpms and as a chief investment officer i'm certainly supposed to bang that drum it's not really the case what we're after is the most effective outcome for a client's business um sales leads uh, different types of content can achieve that i think if 
Nine's content or News's content is within the Facebook environment, to use that example, and it delivers the outcome we're prepared to pay um, for that because we can attribute it back to it. I think the question then, as the ladies have expressed very clearly, is what is the revenue share? What is the commercial model that makes that viable, which seems to be very much in question? And um, you you give credit to Facebook, Google, Amazon. They are enormous businesses that have been built very quickly that provide a lot of value. It's the what's the sustainable nature of that relationship um, for all of us because they're an unavoidable business partner for agencies, for our clients. It's um, the best way forward for all, I think, is what we're focused on for our um, for our clients. Can I just add to that? It's not a issue of actually cheaper or making it um, available to the clients. It's not available to the clients at the moment. That's what we're saying. We don't turn on monetization because it's going to commoditize and cheapen this content. And it's just not sustainable at the moment. What we want to do is work with these platforms. And we have a better relationship with Google, who have the partner sales model, and we're working with them. We want Facebook to engage and actually try and work out a model that works for both of us and works for the clients as well. Because at the moment, they're not getting access to this premium content because it's just going to commoditize it. And we can't afford that because it's not sustainable. GK, outside the deal, that the cute deal you talked about earlier, um, the position that News Corp has some, has some bigger things it wants out of the inquiry, but in and around the sustainability of content and news, news journalism per se in the scope, uh, terms of reference. But that, that sense of publishers being able to monetize sustainably, I'm sure you have a view on that. Well, I think the point was made just a moment ago about these are enormous businesses, and I couldn't emphasize that more. These are enormous businesses, and the ACCC has identified that there are problems with not just the size of this business, but then what those businesses do and how they disintermediate uh, the relationship between publishers and advertisers and publishers and consumers, and that therefore things have to happen. What we need to be able to do is actually grow our newsrooms. We need to be able to grow the provision of news. And we are doing it in innovative and interesting ways. Um, and, And that must continue. And the ACCC's response will have an enormously impactful role in ensuring that happens. There's a couple of things that News Corp have argued, which uh, ranges from an an algorithm review board. Uh, So go there, GK, but also um, you want to see a structural separation, which is essentially you want to see some of these groups split up. Just run us through very quickly what News Corp's thinking is there. Google generates its value, I guess, through its data collection. And I know I've made a joke about this before, Paul, but Google could advertise to a hair on your head, um, for which it... (laughs) We're not going to comment on the volumes of that one, but... Um, the data collection is really important for them and that comes from Google search. So, And then you have Google dominating its ad, the ad tech and the ad stack. So whether you're a publisher or a, um, an advertiser or a marketing company, you end up having to use Google's ad stack to actually um, buy and sell inventory um, and and that does seem to us to be a bit of a mismatch. So we had suggested that Google be structurally separated so that you separate search from the ad stack or the ad tech piece. Um, and they both need to stay on their own two feet. Um, if I roll back one, we also suggested suggested functional separation, which means being able to access on fair and reasonable terms. So if you've got fair and reasonable terms, you're being able to negotiate I think what we've also said is, if you roll back one more, that there's also an importance, and sort of goes to what Claire's had to say, is that you need to actually be able to negotiate with these parties because um, they are enormous and they do set global terms. 
And there's no deviation. There's no local market deviation. This is part of the issue that both of you have, right? Google has a bit more flexibility, but we're still not there. Remember that this whole report was commissioned about the sustainability of journalism. So we need to stay focused on that. That's what this is about. And speaking of focus, I'm about to completely diverge, Claire. Sorry (laughs) about this, but it's back to Christian GK's point around uh, the need to uh, maintain news, journalism, regional metropolitan markets content. Do marketers care about this? This is is an interesting and really critical point here. I think they do care. I think we all care. Um, With their money. Spending your company's money is something that I think everyone takes very seriously about where it goes. It's certainly come up the agenda. It got mentioned at Cannes quite a lot. Um, Not that I was there, I hasten to add. Um, So, yes, it does matter. You still need to look at the outcomes and how can you influence for the good of society. I think journalism in Australia is considered important by our clients. Um, It is something they are mindful of. But at the same time, you're correct. You're role that you're employed for by the company is to generate sales. It is to improve the position of the business. And people are trying to bring both of those things together. Yeah. and But so, Claire, it's, it's just not around news journalism either. What happens if we don't see some fundamental change around uh, monetization of content with these platforms? What will happen? We're going to have to be online for two reasons. One is promotion. We understand that and that's um, a part of marketing. The other one is to engage in the conversation around our content is that you have a look at that content and it's very valuable, those conversations, to um, marketers and it's really important that to actually be able to sustain the content that we put online and the conversations that we have, that we should be able to fairly monetize it because you won't have those conversations and you won't have as much engagement. But there's a point where we still have to keep investing in it because they're unavoidable business partners. And if we're not where the audience is and having those conversations, it's going to be very difficult for us as a content company. So we're not probably going to have as much, but we still need to be there and it's going to put pressure on the business models. So we're very hopeful and we believe we've had a very good hearing that the sustainability of content is key to this review, whether it be news journalism or Australian content. Uh, I think, Paul, on this, I raised this at the Think TV panel uh, a few months ago. If you play it forward and you leave things as they are, Regulation is increasing in digital. You know, regulators are looking to catch up globally. Regulation in traditional media channels um, is being slowly reduced. Um, I'm sure the ladies will have a strong glacial, <laughs> um, not. But it is moving in that direction. So then, if we look at where our money goes, and we look at the share of voice that media companies have with our our business and our clients, you're left with Google, Facebook, Amazon is coming. Um, nine. News Corp, a couple of other businesses, the broader ecosystem of marketing and advertising, once you add in Adobe and Salesforce, you suddenly have mega media businesses and mega tech businesses and there's no one else left because it's just impossible for them to play on the same field, whether it's scale, whether it's regulation. Um, The market is just left to the enormous view and... As a, you know, intrinsically, we don't think that's the right way forward because where's your innovation? Where's your, your niche? Where's the, the client right solution that drives that forward? And I would say you can see in the last couple of years, the broader market has suffered from not just one or two, but five or six businesses that play across so many parts of the ecosystem because of their integration. That's, that's tough. And it, it, what does that mean for the broader play, not just the, the gorillas going at it um, 
as it were. GK? I think that's why it gets back to the entire focus of the ACCC's response must be on the competition elements here. So if you want competition, and I take uh, a bit of, I'm a bit concerned that you put the Nine and News Corp Australia with the mega with the other guys because I, that is absolutely not the case. Um, but if I get to the point, which is, is, is the ACCC's responsibility here is actually to deal with the competition issues, that there is no more competition if you don't do something. Privacy is not going to fix it. We have not seen a new search engine pop up or make any headway in so far as market share care of the GDPR rules. We have not seen any new social platform um, um, be born or or find legs. Um, what it needs, we're not going to find anything out of the privacy elements. We're not going to find anything out of tweaking the regulations. This absolutely needs to go to the heart of these companies and actually how they behave in marketplaces. And that's where the ACCC focuses is. Without it, there will be no innovation. There will be no competition. There will be no other avenues to market. Um, and, and that is an enormous problem. And this is where I think to, you know, what Christian's talking about, marketers care, but not enough uh, necessarily for the money. If, if, if for, for the markets to adjust and to shift in a competition context, looking beyond their, their nose, this is why government needs to, or regulation needs to step in as opposed to allowing the markets to try and open up some of this uh, competition that you talk about between players. Is that, is that essentially your hope? I think in relation to Google and Facebook, that is correct. Christian, your overall key takeouts from what, what we've discussed today, uh, what do you sense will uh, happen in the next couple of months for, for the marketing industry? Uh, in the next couple of months, nothing. Um, I think once we get the final recommendations, it's the what direction has the ACCC gone? What's the appetite of the government? And that's unclear. The, the, the government has said very little on this issue for over a year. They've got a majority, so whatever they decide to do has probably got a good chance of going through. But um, one of the points we've made is I'm not sure where the libs are with this. And, and they're the critical player. The ACCC can recommend what they like, as I understand it, but it comes back to what the government chooses to point. do. And I think we'll wrap up with that with both GK and Claire. Where do you sense that the government is out on acting on some of this, Claire, to you? Well, we've certainly got indications, if you have a look at how engaged they got on the um, social media and Christchurch issue. They do realise that it's an unregulated Wild West at the moment. They do acknowledge the competition in um, issues, and I think they certainly do acknowledge that we, for a healthy functioning democracy, we actually need a good, strong media and they do realise that we're being disintermediated and they've acknowledged that something has to be done. So I'm hopeful that um, they'll act on the recommendations for the report. I mean, it's certainly they put a lot of investment in it and gave a lot of resources to the ACCC. So before we get to GK's wrap-up, your one big fear out of what, what may not happen that you might like to see happen, what would that be, Claire? My one big fear is that it doesn't go to the heart of the competition issues, as GK said. It's good to have some interesting things at the side, such as the privacy and the merger rules, but unless you actually address the core competition issues, we really haven't achieved what this whole thing was about. GK, your sense on, on government appetite for doing something about the recommendations? I think the ACCC has long been held as a, um, a regulator with um, very high levels of integrity. Um, 374 pages of the preliminary report tells me this wasn't entered into lightly. I'm assuming the final report 
will land with a couple of kilos on everyone's desks or in our inboxes. Um, and I think the government will be looking at it. And I think I'm, I'm very hopeful, like Claire is, that there will be um, um, action taken. Finally to you, Christian, with the interesting polarisation here between what the media owners want to see in terms of competition versus the possibly the more uh, uh, urgent uh, attention that may go to, the, to, to your industry around uh, tracking user and uh, use of data, use of user data, um, your expectations of what comes out of this? I think from an expectation, it's that there will be something. Our view, of, again, is same as the ladies. There needs to be a focus on competition from a platform perspective. That's where we started. Um, anything that moves to a broader kind of scope creep, if you like, around data and privacy is, is a big issue for us and our clients that we need to be across. Um, I think marketers do care about the social implications of these big structural moves within the market and they're trying to balance their marketing spend accordingly with the goals that they've got to achieve for their business. So it's very much a watch and wait on our side. It's a fascinating, but only a teaser, really. I think there's a whole lot more to discuss. And I think in whenever this report becomes public, I look forward to having you all three back on to actually dissect what the hell this all means in, in real terms. Claire, GK, Christian, thank you for that. For more, go to mi-3.com.au. Till next week. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater. Music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button to get a free notification every time we release a new episode.